With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan and Robin Washett now talking Nebraska basketball. And, you know, it's obviously not been the year Nebraska wants on the court, Robin. Uh, but they are kind of winning the off-the-court stuff um, as they continue to build this roster for the future years. And you heard Bill Moose on his radio show even say this week, I mean, everybody kind of knew this was going to be a rough year, a tough year. Uh, but Nebraska adds a very intriguing piece, Kobe King, um, out of Wisconsin. Um, he was one of the leading scorers for the Badgers this season. Uh, played a lot, I believe, right as a freshman, too, for the Badgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 34 games. So w- when you look at this edition, I'm going to do the old, what does it mean for Nebraska? As we, That's what we like to do here on Husker Online on our, on our uh, commit stories. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, obviously, first and foremost, this is a guy that um, when he shows up on campus, he will boast as much, if not more, legitimate Big Ten experience than anybody on the roster, maybe uh, next to Thor, Thorby, and Arson. And so that in <laughs> itself, uh, I mean, that's extreme value right there. Uh, you know, for a team that's still trying to uh, acclimate to uh, everything that it, the Big Ten entails, having a guy that's been through it to that extent where, you know, he played 34 games as a redshirt freshman. He played in a handful of games as a true freshman in 2017-18 uh, before, um, I think he played 10 games uh, before an injury sidelined him and he got a medical um, redshirt on that. Uh, but he's a big guard. He's 6'4", 200-some pounds, um, you know, really stout. Um, you know, he looks a lot like you know a prototypical Big Ten guard. And so that versatility is kind of the name of the game for Fred Hoiberg. And you, know, you look at his shooting numbers, yes, he was their second-leading scorer uh, at Wisconsin this season, uh, averaging about 10 points per game. But that's on a Wisconsin offense that is about as slow-paced as it gets in all of college basketball. And so averaging double figures in that system, uh, that's like averaging 13, 14 points per game at Nebraska. So um, I think that one of the reasons why Nebraska was so appealing to Kobe was because he's very familiar with Fred Hoiberg and what that system is all about. Um, One of his best friends from La Crosse, Wisconsin, a kid by the name of Matt Thomas, was a four-star high school recruit, uh, played, committed to Fred Hoiberg at Iowa State, and thrived. Was a you know all Big Twelve player who went on to play in the NBA. Uh, And so Kobe's well aware of what that style of play is all about, and he thinks that that is far more conducive to his skill set than what he was doing at Wisconsin. I think that's why he committed to Nebraska without even taking an official visit here. And you you talk about waiver. Um, I know there's still some things out there but I mean it looks fairly promising Nebraska should be able to get Kobe King immediately eligible yeah that's the hope obviously uh, the circumstances surrounding his um, decision to leave Wisconsin you know there was a lot of layers to it but I think uh, the straw that broke the camel's back so to speak was uh, an incident where uh, one of the Wisconsin strength coaches um, you know used a racial slur and that's all documented out there yeah the Wisconsin Journal Sentinel kind of wrote about it and um, you know it wasn't directed like at players but that he said it around players and you know I think that like I said that was kind of the icing on the cake that uh, said this isn't where I feel comfortable and he kind of wrote that in his Instagram post announcing his decision to leave and so you know when whenever you get 
that kind of stuff uh, in your case, your your odds of getting a waiver are probably pretty good. You know, look at just Justin Fields. Uh, you know, that was when a, a baseball player at Georgia said something, and he got a waiver to play right away at Ohio State. So Nebraska feels pretty confident that he will get that waiver and be eligible right away. And that makes a very interesting backcourt dynamic uh, looking ahead to next season. Well, and let's face it, Robin, it's moving to get a one-time immediate eligible transfer anyway. We that is here within the next year or two anyway. Yeah. I mean, so if you have a legitimate waiver and we know the direction this is going with the football and basketball sports in general, um, I think the immediate one-time transfer um, thing is going to happen regardless. Yeah, and the one issue is that it's within the conference. But, you know, here's Wisconsin griping about that, and they got a guy by the name of Micah Potter on their roster that uh, transferred from Ohio State. So, you know. <laughs> Remember how bad Bo Ryan yeah. was about Didn't they okay. have that guy go to yeah. Iowa from Wisconsin? Bo Ryan's probably just grinding his teeth right now, the fact that he can't, you know, personally dictate where Kobe King's going to go to school and when he'll be eligible because uh, that, Remember was, Bo, that Bo, was the Bo Ryan special for a while. Bo Ryan had that block list of mm-hmm. any possible team, uh, Wisconsin, like even the ACC challenge opponents were on there yep and so the, the tide has turned on the old badgers it seems so yeah i mean i think that that is certainly something that you know it's nebraska and waivers with nebraska generally don't go all that well but i think that you're right uh, that the way that the landscape of the transfer uh, whole situation in college basketball and college sports really is turning that i would be surprised if he did not get granted immediate eligibility you're listening here to the husker line shows we talk nebraska basketball and robin let's face it this season as we've talked about a lot you know it's it's a throwaway. Um, as you look at these final couple of weeks that remain, I mean, obviously Nebraska will have a winnable game here against Northwestern over the weekend. Um, you know, they're going to play in the the bunny bracket uh, early game and in, in the Big Ten tournament as well. A couple of road games to finish out with. I mean, what is the big picture goal here over this final few weeks? Yeah, it's funny because there's <laughs> you obviously want to get some positive momentum around the program, but. The reality is that the guys that are going to be playing over these next handful of games, a lot of them aren't going to be major factors next season, given the influx of talent that's going to be added to the roster with the three sit-out guys that are you know out this season, uh, the two junior college transfers, Kobe King, uh, and whatever else they're able to add with the 2020 class. Because while they're technically full on scholarships right now, they are not done recruiting for 2020. They are still actively recruiting players for the 2020 class, which leads you to believe that there will be roster attrition at the end of the season. So um, what that picture looks like as far as the roster and you know the potential rotation next year, that's still to be determined. And so, you know, the guys that are going to be on the court, you know, over these next few games, you know, what roles are they going to have? Because the good chance is that some aren't going to be here. Some aren't going to be playing nearly as many minutes as they're playing right now. And that picture that we're going to see for the rest of this season is going to look completely different next year. So maybe you look at it in small instances. Can Cam Mack continue to develop and become more of a stable leader? You know, I mean, we know he's a playmaker, but, you know, can he be a consistent guy that this team can lean on during hard times? Uh, Ivan Drago, can he continue to his rapid development over the last four games? He's been playing really, really good basketball, and he's finally starting to click a little bit uh, to where he's confident with the ball in his hands. Um, you know, he's going to end his career as the best freshman rebounder in program history. Uh, and so, I mean, there's a lot of potential there for a kid that won't even turn 18 years old until after the Big Ten tournament. So can he continue his development? Can Kevin Cross continue to show flashes? Those young core Thor. guys. Yeah, Thor. I mean, 
mean, um, I think of all the guys, he could be as valuable as anybody, uh, you know, probably coming off the bench, but to have a senior with that much Big Ten experience who's played uh, and been thrown into it the way he has, I mean, that is an asset that every coach would love to have. So there are things that you can translate to next year, even if the starting group and the top rotation that we see the rest of this year probably won't have nearly that role next season. The transferring in basketball is already, you know, as, as bad as any sport. Can you imagine when and if they, they, they do the immediate one-time transfer rule, what your life's going to be like? Yeah, I mean, it'd be crazy, especially with the way Nebraska capitalizes with this staff on the transfer market. But, you know, if anything... I, it, would, it would actually probably be a good thing because then we wouldn't be left wondering about waiver situations. We wouldn't have a Shamil Stevenson where you are going into the season not knowing if a player is going to be eligible or not. And that's kind of been Fred Hoiberg's whole take on this thing. He's like, you know, I'm cool with it being a one-time deal or it being uh, a completely cr- uh, across the board, you have to sit out if you transfer. If you're going to do it, make it a baseline rule one way or the other. And, you know, they'll adapt uh, whichever way that rule goes. But, um, you know, as long as there's some sort of consistency with how those transfers and eligibility are determined, you know, I think Fred Hoiberg is cool with it. And they'll continue to capitalize on that market as much as anyone. Well, Robin, uh, it will be very interesting here down the stretch uh, to kind of follow these things out. But Kobe King, I mean, this is probably a day one starter next year when he gets in, into Lincoln. Yeah, I mean, that is a fair assumption right now just because he wouldn't have come here if he didn't think he was going to be a prominent piece to this puzzle next season. Teddy Allen, maybe a day one starter right away. I mean, there's a lot. Of, I mean, it's going to be debatable. Delano Banton, Shamil Stevenson. I mean, all those guys. Derek Walker. I mean, guys that uh, are going to be coming in here uh, with the idea that they're going to play significant minutes if not start. The so, problem is you're about the only guy in Nebraska that can just name all these names so easily i think for the fans they're like we just got to know this team i know that's the hard part (laughs) and now you're telling me i'm gonna have to know a new team next year start over from scratch so basically you know the old pj fleck thing that his first year was year zero this is year zero for fred hoiberg year one begins next year all right well when we come back we'll bring in husker line intern ali snow and we'll take your questions in the mailbag you're listening here to the husker online show